So Paula, I didn't want to mention it before, but we're sitting here recording this podcast and you are casually sitting next to a two liter bottle of Diet Coke that is, I would say, a third finished, half finished. (laughs) Or two thirds full. Sure. I'm a pessimist. You're an optimist. What's up? (laughs) What's going on with this Diet Coke, Paula? Okay, so I used to drink so much Diet Coke. Sure. Not as much. I once had a uh, manager or a boss, I guess, at an internship Mm -hmm. who drank three 12-packs of Diet Coke per day. 12-packs? Yes. Three of them. That is 36 cans of Coke per day. And it's 36 cans of, how big are those? Are those 12 ounce or 8 ounce? Uh, 12. Folks at home, if you're doing the mental math, it is 432 (laughs) ounces of Diet Coke a day. (laughs) He would just, I assume that he's a former chain smoker. Uh Uh-huh. Because it just was like, he would pound one down and then immediately pound another one down. Uh Uh, so I'm not that bad. Sure. But I used to drink a lot more Diet Coke. But now I uh, I just get like stress cravings for it. <laughs> sure. You know, like a chain smoker. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly like what we're talking about. Uh, and I live down the street from a like a little hot dog stand. Not and- just any little hot dog stand. A hot dog stand that President Barack Obama visited once. Thank you so much. Um, and so um, I sometimes if I'm like working all morning or like there's a lot going on. The one thing I look forward to is going there and getting just like the, the size of fountain drink that is the size of your head. Yeah, sure. Totally. I do the same thing, but it's oat milk chai lattes has been said on the podcast before, Uh, (laughs) but sure. Keep going. Different strokes for different folks. Um, and I will also say that fountain drinks taste way better than cans or bottles. For sure. Like so much better. It's like beer on tap. Yes. It's just better. It's just better. It's just better. And I went in. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but can we start calling fountain drinks like Coke on tap? Coke on tap. Or on draft? (laughs) So a draft Coke is tasting way better. Yeah, so much better. So much better. And so I went in and they were out of the cups, the large cups. Uh They only had small cups. And I knew that was not even going to get me down the block. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so I panic texted you like you could fix it. But I you, couldn't. You couldn't. <laughs> so I bought a two liter and I've just been chugging away at that little guy. Yeah, well, treat yourself. <laughs> I am. I'm treating myself 67.6 fluid ounces worth. Welcome to Being Earnest, a very <laughs> sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to talk about the earnest topics of the day. Paula, what are we talking about this week? We're talking about my favorite subject. Diet Coke. <laughs> no, we're not. Or we can, but that's no, not no, what no. we're prepared for. <laughs> uh, we are talking about snail mail. Snail mail. USPS, baby. USPS. We all get it sometimes. Paula, do you get a lot of mail? I get so much mail. Mm. What would be the breakdown of the mail that you get? Like 97% junk mail. Mm-hmm. No, 94% junk mail. Sure. 3% magazines. Mm-hmm. And, well, let me, can I explain why I get so much junk mail? Sure, please. My wonderful mother, who is my favorite person, mm-hmm. uh, for a while got really into these online surveys. Sure. And you would complete the surveys in exchange for points. And then you could exchange the points for magazine subscriptions. 
that is not the logical steps that I thought it would go to. It'd be like, you do an online survey, you then get points, then you get a duck. Then you once you oh, have enough ducks, you ter- ter- take those eggs. You're like logically the, the magazines don't make sense, but the du- the live duck part. That's the quack. I don't know. It's just like a chain. It's like it's it's no less. That's no less expected than ducks are just as weird as the you would get magazines. Ducks to are me. way weirder because you have to feed a duck. You don't got to feed a magazine. You got You got to feed your mind with those magazines. That's true. Keep going. Sorry. Anyway, uh, so my wonderful mom got a bunch of points, and I would say subscribe me to all the magazines. Sure. Every magazine. Every magazine. Whiskey aficionado. Got it. I don't drink whiskey. Uh, variety, the like, yeah, the the pop culture kind of. But it is specifically for people in industry. Oh, really? Yeah, which I'm not. So I would just <laughs> get like all these, like, I mean, it would just be like pages and pages and pages full of like for your consideration ads. Um, every women's magazine, every cooking thing, just tons of magazines. But I think she did not realize that when she was doing that, she was also putting my address on the list. Every piece of junk mail. Right. Because that's where they, they just sell the lists out. Mm-hmm. So I would say I get so much mail that if I forget to check my mail one day and I, I have to go down and get it like two or three days worth of mail, it is so packed into my mailbox that there is a little basket that is now full of my mail. Oh, you've got an auxiliary mailbox. Yes, I get so much mail, and and the magazines have slowly started to die down, but the junk mail, it's still going strong. I do get a lot of, so I, I get a couple pieces of mail that I want to get, mm-hmm. and then there's a lot of the kind of advertising, oh, if you like this, then you'll probably like this Yeah, kind of stuff. So I subscribe to, not surprisingly, The New Yorker. And I still haven't gotten a tote bag. So New Yorker reps who are listening to this, where is my tote bag? I have a tote bag. I don't have a tote bag. You I can never share mine. Thank Sister you. Sister of the traveling tote bag. Yeah, exactly. But it changes. It fits perfectly. Yes. For both of us. Yes. Depending on what we need to <laughs> put on there. What was the magic there? That the pants just fit everyone? Yeah. Did you not read the books? No, I never read the books. Okay. Figure out your life. Also, didn't they, isn't the whole thing there that like they don't wash the pants? Uh, no, I don't think they wash the pants. Because there's like the magic is in the pants and if they wash it, then the magic goes away. Okay, so it's, it's four best friends. Yep. And they're trying on a pair of jeans and one of them puts on a pair of jeans and the other one's like, I like those jeans. Let me try it on. Even though not at all the same size as each sure. other. Because some are tall, some are not as tall, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And the jeans fit all of them. It's hot girl summer for all of them. Hot girl summer for all of them. Four very different friends going four very different ways over the course of a summer. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sure. And they uh, send the pants back and forth. And I think there was like a journal element where they kind of journaled what happened in the pants, which was a lot of kissing. A lot of kissing in those pants. How old are these they're like 12 or 13, aren't they? Or like 14? Oh, they're, they're in like high early. school. Oh, they're in high school? Even worse. Yeah. Even grosser. <laughs> that I'm just thinking about, and of course, I'm a man talking through this, but I'm just thinking about how gross I was in high school. Oh, yeah. And like, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't want to put on an article of clothing that had not been washed <laughs> by any other high schooler. <laughs> <laughs> that just seems like the grossest thing 
in the world. Washed, fine, we can share clothes, but unwashed, just with an adolescent body. Through the mail. and Over I, an entire summer. <laughs> and it's I, hot in summer. I don't know about these girls. Regardless of how many hormones there are, it's sweaty. No, and you're wearing jeans in the summer. It's raw denim in the summer. And I don't know about these girls, but I spill so much. Right. Especially in the summer. You're eating food, it's melting. Yeah, exactly. You're probably having a nice warm, like a nice hot dog. You're having a cookout. There's some messy kind yes, of condiments on there. It's summer of mess. Can I, and I cannot imagine this will possibly stay in the final edit of the episode. Watch me. <laughs> but can I tell you the four girls? Yes, please. A little rundown. Okay. I'm going to leave the worst for last. <laughs> Because it's very much, I think whenever the story of four women is told, it's always three hot ones and one leftover. (laughs) So, I mean, the sex in the city, Miranda's the leftover. Okay. Um, This one is uh, a girl, Lena goes to Greece with her family where she falls in love with a local Greek boy, uh, even though their families are sworn enemies from an old family feud. Uh, Wait. (laughs) I her said what family? I said. <laughs> sure. Okay, fine. I'm, I'm suspending disbelief. Okay. Uh, the next one is named Carmen. Carmen is spending the summer at her dad's house in South Carolina, uh, where she meets her new, like, hot stepmom. And, um, and parent traps. Parent traps her. <laughs> because she has a twin. <laughs> kind of feuds with the stepmom and then goes to the wedding. And, and uh, there's a big apology. And, you know, she really kind of, her family becomes one over the summer. Sure, totally. Uh, B is the uh, hot girl who's a soccer player and falls in love with a coach. And, you know, it's just hot soccer girl falling in love with a coach. All of these places have been very warm. And then there's the leftover, <laughs> Tibby. <laughs> <laughs> And Tibby... What is Tibby short for? uh, Tabitha. Tibby has a job at a discount department store (laughs) where she meets a young girl who has leukemia and dies. (laughs) Oh, I have heard this because don't they try to put the pants on her and it doesn't work? They like try to give her the pants as a way to cure her leukemia and it doesn't work because she's not (gasps) I don't know about that. I have heard that. Everyone else travels. Yeah. Glamorous. Ooh, here's my hot. Here's my hot Mediterranean yeah, summer. Ooh, ooh, I'm in South Carolina and I need to meet I'm at my a new beach mom. House. Like, ooh, older boy. I'm Tibby. <laughs> I have a dying girl in my. Then that's my plot. I'm Tibby, and all of a sudden, all this is on my shoulders. <laughs> like that's so depressing. Kids' books are so depressing always. Did you ever have scholastic book fairs where you could order books? Yes. It uh, feels like that was a very... Book fairs or we had book fairs and uh, what were the mailers called? Do you remember you would get them on Fridays and they would kind of be like... Yes, it was like these little kind of like they'd hand them out and it'd be just like like a little magazine of like books. Yeah, like a mini catalog. I did a lot of like... um, I bought... There was those treehouse books. Yes, the treehouse mystery ones. Yes, totally. Yes, those yes. and boxcar children. A lot oh of those. Oh my god! Books. Yes, yes, yes. I I remember on the back would always be. Um, I guess they were kind of like the mid nineties version of Birchbox for kids. Because <laughs> it would be a theme, and then sure. you were supposed to get it mailed to you every yeah, month yeah, with like yeah. a few little things in yeah, it. Yeah, sure. And I remember getting those twice, and both times being like, "This is gonna change my life." I guess I only got it once, but I begged for it twice. Mm-hmm. Did not get the spy one. Really thought I was that was going to change mm-hmm. kind of things for me. Sure. Did get the Laurel Ingus Wilder one. 
I don't know what that is. Laura, Little House on the Prairie. Oh, got it. Where you had to learn to make a horrific looking corn husk doll <laughs> and a whole book with Laura's favorite recipes. That was the other part. Whole book with her favorite recipes. And the only I remember was Paws, Popcorn, and Milk. And the recipe Did those was, go together? <laughs> the recipe was make popcorn, put it in a cup of milk. Oh, 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 <laughs> just, God. Just like Pa used to drink. <laughs> You've undone the best part of popcorn. Like, you know what I, you know what? I love popcorn. You know what I hate? How warm and crunchy it is. <laughs> I'd Pop rather have great, but what if it was soggy as hell? Yeah. Actually, you know what? I love soggy Rice Krispies. <laughs> I can I can't eat them without leaving them in the bowl for ten minutes. <laughs> Why don't I try this with other foods? Ugh. Also, milk is gross. It's super gross. Milk is gross. Don't add us. So, what is the other breakdown? So, you have ninety four percent junk mail mm-hmm. when you get it. I would say I'm in a similar boat. We're like. Most of my mail, it's probably not in the volume that you get, but it's all junk mail. We are actually sitting, my couch that I'm sitting on is stuffed with junk mail. Oh, that's very eco-conscious of you. Thank you. Uh, So the other thing is, um, this is very precious and sweet. Are you looking at me? I am. Look, close your eyes. Open your eyes. My mom sends me a postcard every day. Paula. I know, isn't that so sweet? I know, isn't that so sweet? Since I started college. Every yeah. day? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say nearly, nearly every day. Sure. Nearly every day. Five to six days a week. That's the well, bull because the mail doesn't come on Sunday. I know. <laughs> I know. Isn't That's that so very sweet. cute? It's very cute. It's my favorite thing. I still have them all. Oh, I know. That's so cute. I know. It's very cute. It's that, the best thing. What's the content of them? Is it just like like a lunchbox kind of? Uh, hey, I hope you have a good day. Or is it like, here's what's going on. And then you also call her and talk about the same yes, stuff. Yes. It's kind of like, here's what's going on. Um, here's what we recently talked about. Here's what's coming up. Uh, but recently she's gotten into a very, very fun bit that I really love. Um, she was running out of postcards. It's Josh postcards run in my family. My grandmother collected postcards. Wow. And then my mom is using some of those postcards Aww. to send to me. That's what I was going to ask is where all these come are coming yes. from. Is she just, is she a rampant traveler who's going to different <laughs> places every day and being like, I have to find a postcard <laughs> for my daughter. Well, I remember when I was a kid having like a special scrapbook, um, special scrapbook. I'm, it had like Mickey Mouse on the cover, but uh, it that was, sounds pretty special. had all the postcards that my grandma had collected sure. in them, but not written, just like the front of them. And so those have all now been sent. Uh, and I was at a garage sale recently because it's kind of been a little bit of a, what, what are we going to do when the postcards run out? Sure. And they, this person was selling their postcard collection. So I bought, it was probably like 500 postcards for like, you know, nothing, just like a huge paperback full sure. of postcards. And so my mom's been using those, but they're from this person's adventures Uh-huh. Um, to like, Germany and Hawaii and China and like all these places. Sure. Uh, so my mom is doing a very fun bit where she pretends like she's on vacation. There. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yes, it's a, it's very very fun. I I very much love it. That's so wonderful. Yeah, isn't that cute? It's so cute, and I love that just because to get serious for a moment here, the existential dread that I have as a history major is that in this digital age, if something crazy happens. Or just like the internet gets deprecated. Where is all of our stuff? Like how we all lived our lives is all on the mostly on the internet. Mm-hmm. And so 
that's my internal justification for like buying LPs and like having nice notebooks and buying notebooks. And, you know, I spent one of my, <laughs> um, one of my, uh, New Year's resolutions one year was that I kept a journal every day. Did you for do a whole it? Year. I got to about August and then it started yeah. slipping a little bit. I've always wanted to be a journal girl. Right. Yeah. But I guess my point is, I think it's important that we have physical written manifestations of what life is like mm-hmm. and what jokes are and what how people are feeling and like there needs to be some kind of physical written record not that paper is the most uh keeps for so long but it's just it's important to me in that way so you are kind of an emotional doomsday prepper Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm a historical doomsday prepper. I want to make sure that when doomsday happens, we're ready to document it. <laughs> I'm going to be, yes, I am the, I'm the Homer of the 21st century doomsday scenario. I'm just picturing you're like, like doomsday happens. You're like, don't worry, guys. I'm all prepared. Come down to my basement. And we all go running down there and you're like, now everyone Write down your memories. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Write down how you're feeling right now. Let's journal about it. <laughs> Quick, if we don't write down every episode of The Simpsons that we remember, there's no way future history people will know what we're doing. You know, there's a play about that. No? There's a play where it's the first act is an episode of The Simpsons, and the second act is a... Uh, an apocalyptic world in which that's the only written you know that becomes Shakespeare. I think I do remember that. And I think that was probably buried somewhere deep inside of me. But as I was saying the Simpsons thing out loud, I was thinking to myself, Paula, it's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just living. I was hidden in one of the little folds of my brain. Josh, huh? we've kind of touched on magazines a little bit, but, um, what would okay? So let's say that we're making a magazine. Sure. The Josh and Paula Express. <laughs> sure. The Being Earnestness magazine. <laughs> sure. What do you think's in it? Probably recommendations on French press <laughs> machines. <laughs> like we have a deal with a bunch of like with Nespresso. It's just all that and articles that are like um, the ones that are disguised to look like. Uh, or advertisements that are disguised to look like articles. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like native advertising. <laughs> yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. It's just like, or it's like, oh, this is Chevy's top 20 innovator. Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, it's always in like the in-flight magazines where it's just like the top 100 plastic surgeons. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we've just made them all up. Also, I would, I would love for there to be a pretty quality word search in there. Oh, yeah. A word search. A word search. You're looking me dead in the eye. You're saying word search, not crossword. I like crosswords, but crosswords seem hard. Word searches, I could write. I could write a word search. I'm going to do a crossword, but it's only our names again and again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, every single clue. And it's not hard because the five-letter clues are Paula (laughs) and the four-letter clues are Josh. And our names uh, barely intersect. Yeah, they barely intersect, so it's literally, it looks more like a maze than it does like a crossword. I just want activities, for sure. It's more of a macaroni grill kids placemat in magazine form. No, I think it's more of a highlights magazine. But then there's a hard-hitting oh, piece. Oh, my on... God. Do you remember Highlights Magazine? Oh, I remember Highlights Magazine. That's why I brought it up. Yes, I'm so glad you did. I also remember Highlights Magazine. <laughs> 
Do you remember my favorite column in Highlights Magazine? <laughs> no, because I'm not in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Goofus and Gallant? No, not at all. Let me tell you about the world of Goofus and Gallant. So for me, Highlights Magazine was just like what I would read in a doctor's office while I was waiting to see the pediatrician mm-hmm. or to see like a pediatric dentist, whatever it might be. I, d- I loved the... um. This page is this picture, and this page is another picture. Find the five things that are different. Okay, kind yeah. of things. But I do not know Goofus and Gallant. Let me let me walk you through this. We used to get. I didn't subscribe to Highlights Magazine, but sometimes the like um, free bin at the library, you know, where people would bring their old magazines, sure. would have them, sure. and I was obsessed. Goofus and Gallant are two boys. Uh huh. And as one may suspect, Goofus is a bit of a menace <laughs> to society. Uh-huh. He's always doing the bad thing. Mm-hmm. But Gallant, he's always doing the good thing. Is he Gallant? Yes. Um, so I just pulled up an example. And this little Goofus, they look a lot alike, but Goofus has straight hair. And Gallant kind of has that hot boy 90s hair, you know, with like the part in the middle, like cool bags. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, Goofus quickly hangs up when he's reached a wrong number. But Gallant says, Excuse me, I must have dialed the wrong number. Sorry to have bothered you. <laughs> so basically, Gallant was a little fucking show off. Right? Like, a little nerd. He's just such a little nerd. Just let, they're children. Let Goofus live his life. Gallant seems like a narc. <laughs> Gallant, Gallant is for sure a narc. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pass this over to you for a second. Here's another one here. You can tell by the mother's eyes that she is fed up with Goofus. <laughs> Goofus is grabbing a piece of mail, a postcard, a photo, and is saying, let me see it. <laughs> well, well, whereas Gallant is saying, may I see it, mother? <laughs> Goofus throws stones at birds. <laughs> Gallant scatters feed for birds. So basically, I think anybody. <laughs> Wait, no, I think I think I think Goofus is the Antichrist. <laughs> Just for a moment here. So here's the eighth example on this page. They say to trust an animal's intuition is the name of the, the caption of this one. This year, I'm going to get my squirrels daddy to are give scared me more money of to buy things. <laughs> squirrels eat from Gallant's hand. <laughs> As Gallant is saying, I think I'm might going be to the try Antichrist. to use my money carefully and save more um, of it. I in cannot believe you don't remember Goofus and Gallant. <laughs> So I will say that um, first thing that comes to my mind is if you name your fucking kid Goofus. <laughs> Goofus has the mark of the beast. <laughs> Goofus does not stand a chance in this world. If you look a little baby dead in the eyes and you go, I'm going to name you Goofus. Yeah, your kid's going to be bad. Okay, so that's kind of my little introduction to Goofus and Gallant. Little introduction? Kind of my... um. <laughs> My big time introduction to Goofus Here's and Gallant. Here's my doctorate on Goofus and Gallant. <laughs> welcome to my TED Talk, Goofus and Gallant. <laughs> little, you know, little welcome, kid, little Welcome guys. to my solo show, <laughs> Goofus and Gallant, a solo show by Paula Skaggs. It's just me reading them. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. I didn't see you. Puts on glasses. Come in. <laughs> Goofus, host a solo show. <laughs> anyway, um... So, Josh, I would love to play a little game that I just thought of. Okay. But it's my new favorite game. Uh-huh. Called, Where Are They Now? Goofus and Gallant. <laughs> so, based on what you know, which is Goofus, bad kid, Gallant, way too good kid. Mm-hmm. Like, problems, you know. Like, annoying good. Uh, 
Where do you think they are now? Come pre- follow me into this world. Goofus just got a, par- a golden parachute buyout after the 2008 <laughs> stock market crash as an executive at Citibank. <laughs> I mean, he's what? It was 1950s is when they are they are first birthed as like kids. He's clearly he's a boomer. Yeah. He's like at the tail end of his career and has just rampantly <laughs> misused other people's <laughs> funds to his own ends. Yeah, but Goofus is rich as hell now. Yeah, totally. He's on his third wife. Oh, and she's hot. She's really hot. She's really hot, and she's young. Yeah, you know that, like, uh, you take half your age and add seven, and that's how appropriate it is? Yes. She's two less than that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, I think also uh, Goofus has a lot of what he calls his boy toys. You know, like... um, like a jet ski Yuck. and like a, <laughs> oh, yeah. a dune buggy. Oh, yeah. no. He has all that shit. He drives a jet ski on the street. It's ruining the sidewalk. He does not care. Oh, yeah. Goofus has a man cave. Oh, God. He, yes. smokes, he smokes stogies with his boys. Good ones. Yeah, good yes. ones. Like he's, he's been getting them from Cuba for forever. Forever. And nobody knows how. Yeah. Because he's like, there's some weird photos of him with Castro. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the den, you're like, Grandpa Goofus, is that you and Castro? He's like, don't worry about it. But Fidel's a good man. <laughs> I think Goofus talks a lot about like the American dream and how he kind of pulled himself up by his bootstraps. Mm-hmm. And he neglects to mention that his parents uh, gave him $3 million when he graduated college. Oh, yeah. And that he was able to buy a house at 22 because it cost... Yeah. $80,000 to buy a house at that point. But I'll tell you what, for all of Goofus's problems, and he does have problems, fun at parties. Super fun. Like, we're having fun with Goofus. Oh, yeah. He's like, a, like you don't want to talk to him too long one-on-one, mm-hmm. but if you're hosting a barbecue, Goofus is, he is having fun. Oh, for sure. He's and- wearing a fun, you know, like um too far buttoned down Hawaiian shirt. Oh, see, I was thinking that Goofus exclusively wears button-up shirts where the collar is just white and the shirt is striped. Okay, I love like that. Those. Yeah, <laughs> But he, he does have a couple short sleeve versions. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he's gotten older and so he's gotten kind of milder in that way. So he's almost gotten, dare I say, emotional in a way. Like, like yeah. he's kind of like, now that he's, it's taken some more time and he's more loving than he ever has been before. But also, if you talk to him for too long, there is going to be a word in there where you're like, Goofus, you're not allowed to say that anymore. Oh, Goofus, is 2019. Yes, call, it's, we say East Asia now. Um, I think Goofus also has, uh, like, a, he, he runs with a tight pack of other rich men. Oh, yeah. And they all have weird as hell nicknames for each other, and they do go by the name Wolfpack. Yes, I was about to say Wolfpack. They go by the Wolfpack. One of his friends is like, Blitzy. (laughs) (laughs) No one knows his real name. the Dune. (laughs) Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) What do you think Gallant's up to right now? All right, well, I'll tell you what. Gallant's had a breakdown. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Gallant's been an accountant for years. Gallant was an accountant for years. And he trusted his pension too much. (laughs) (laughs) And then it all dried up. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, what a sad life for Gallant. (laughs) The moral of the story here. Every day, Gallant for lunch. Gallant's the sad guy in your office. (laughs) Who no one knows how long he's been there. Yeah. 
And every day for lunch, he eats um, like an egg salad That's sandwich. exactly what I was going to say. He eats an egg salad sandwich on, on white, white bread. bread. <laughs> and he eats it in such a sad old man way. And you ask like, oh, some egg salad again? And he's like, Marge makes it the best. And you're like, Marge has been dead for 10 years. Gallant, Marge has been dead for 10 years. And they were divorced for 20. <laughs> Uh, and he he's uh, he also eats uh, just a, you know like not the fun size bag but the very small bag of Lay's potato chips. Oh in yeah, in a really gummy kind of gross way to watch. <laughs> yeah, it. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and then at work happy hour, you have to be polite. So you go, Gallon, are you staying? And he does stay, but he just kind of stands in the corner with a cup of water. Mm-hmm. Because Gallant hasn't drank in years. No, because there was an evening. There was a, there was an incident. There was an incident. <laughs> Well, we really don't think that either of these people <laughs> led good lives. Really? Like, these were, this was a, Highlights Magazine was using this as a way to, like, tr- show kids how to be polite. But turns out, whether you're polite or not, you're going to be a garbage human. <laughs> you just got to accept that. That's a being earnest way. Okay, Josh, let me ask you. Sure. Out of me and you, which is the goofus, which is the gal? Oh, God. We There's have to make our answer. own Josh and Paula. <laughs> That's the correct answer. I'm Gallon. You're Gallon. I'm Goofus. <laughs> Paula, I need you to do something for me. Yes. Look at your hands. Look at my hands. How many thumbs are there? Four, Four thumbs, thumbs up! up! Four thumbs up is a segment that we do here on Being Earnest where we look at the wide world of reviews mm-hmm. and bring you the most earnest and sincere ones across the internet. Paula, you've brought us a product from the Amazon.com that yes. seems to have some very earnest reviews. What, what's that product? There is, and um, this is also kind of a fun one because this is our first non-movie for them. Yes. Okay. Because so- reviews are everywhere. So this product, I'm going to read you the full Amazon name of the product before we dive into the reviews. Okay. And then I'm going to pass my computer to you, and I need you to describe the product to me. Like, that sounds like a fair describe partnership. Describe to our listeners. Yes. That sounds great. So the name of this product, four and a half stars with 67 customer reviews and 17 answered questions. A lot of questions. Probably wondering what is the product. It is the original girlfriend pillow. Cute and fun wife, companion, or cuddle buddy. Body pillow with benefits. Funny, unique gag gift idea. Body pillow, comma, pink. And I'm passing it to you. Oh, my God. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> God, it's um, So, listeners, uh, I'm sure you're all Googling this right now, or you're pulling up your Amazon app on your phone. And you're clicking order. You're Here's, sending them all. Imagine, there. for a moment here, close your eyes. Open your eyes. Imagine... The Muppet, Ms. Piggy. <laughs> now imagine I always you, am. <laughs> now imagine that you've chopped off her head, <laughs> the bottom half of her body, the right her right arm, and then it's just naked. <laughs> and that's what this is. It's weird and bulbous and an uncanny shade of pink. <laughs> it also, is essentially a torso that you sleep on like a, a pillow shaped kind of like a woman's torso yes by that i mean a large chest yes and an arm that yes, you kind of one arm one not, arm that you kind of can noodle yourself into i'm gonna pass this back to you because yeah. there are some good reviews i will say 
both of us have to write a review because based on what this product is, we need to get it to 69 reviews. And then <laughs> no more reviews. No more reviews. Okay, so this is, and the description says, this is it. The original <laughs> and one and only deluxe comfort girlfriend pillow as featured on Anderson Cooper, The Huffington Post. Excellent craftsmanship. Perfect couple's love pillow. <laughs> Who's the couple? Who's the couple? You and the pillow? It says that uh, both the girlfriend and boyfriend pillows serve a unique purpose and that they actually can supply a substitute or surrogate for a missing mate, a spouse or significant other who might be away on a business trip or a vacation. Sure. The pillow itself is a playful expression of love. Because that's definitely what people are using this for. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let me read you a couple of these reviews. But first, I want to kick this off with a couple of questions. Sure. Uh, Question number one has two votes. It is... Does it come with instructions? (laughs) (laughs) Let me repeat. It's a pillow. (laughs) And a person replies, no instructions, but it's easy to wash, air dry on top of a dryer, and it's all good. I got it for my one-year grandson, and he won't sleep without it. (laughs) No. So that's That's pretty weird. That's not what this product is for. Then someone else said, is this actually comfortable to sleep with? And Betsy replied, very comfy. Haven't used a normal pillow in years. <laughs> okay, so this review is entitled More Funny Than Functional. <laughs> Verified purchase. This pillow was more funny than functional. The reaction was perfect, and it served the purpose of cheering someone up. The torso was shorter than expected, and the boobs kind of get in the way. <laughs> if you're looking for a comfortable body pillow, go with the boyfriend. <laughs> And that's what it's like to be a woman in America. (laughs) I'm going to have you read this one. All right. So this review is a five-star review from Christy. It is entitled Huggable. I know this guy who tells me he wants to find him a woman. What am I, a dating service? (laughs) Okay. She needs to do a stand-up routine. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's quality comedy gold. <laughs> we paid a lot of money to go to Second City and I.O. and all these Chicago institutions, and she just got it. She just fucking did it. For example, I went on a short vacation and asked him if he wanted me to bring him back a souvenir. He said he wanted a woman, <laughs> but wasn't as specific about what attributes she should have. Fun guy. Yeah, <laughs> Fun, super, chill, normal seems guy. Like, seems like a good friend. Bring me back a woman. <laughs> bring me back a woman. <laughs> My mail order bride service isn't working. I need someone to smuggle me back, a lady. For several years, I've heard him say this repeatedly. When I saw this girlfriend... I'm picturing it not being a joke. Just constantly saying it. Yeah, it's like when you leave for the day. Like, oh, this was so fun. I'm so glad we got drinks. Me too. Next next time, time, bring me a woman. (laughs) When I saw this girlfriend pillow, I knew I had to buy it for him. He that's asked, a $27 gift. Yes. I mean, that's a big gift. That's a big gift. He hasn't asked me to find him a woman lately, so I guess he and his girlfriend, Pillar, are doing okay. She only has one arm, but I guess he doesn't mind. <laughs> Maybe he's not speaking to her anymore because she's making a mockery of his search for love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's the problem. I'm sure that's the problem. And otherwise, it's a completely tame and <laughs> non-sexual relationship between him and this one-armed beast. <laughs> so when I'm not getting junk mail, mm-hmm. 
and I'm not getting packages and I'm not getting anything, magazines, anything mm-hmm. else that comes in the mail. I am always surprised when I get a handwritten card. Oh, isn't that the best? It's really great. Yes. It's really great. How do you feel about greeting cards? Love them. You love them? Love them. Versus a blank card. Like, what oh. is your go-to in terms of, like, let's say it's someone's birthday mm-hmm. and you know you need to do a card, something like that. Are you a blank card person? Are you a greeting card person? You know, I don't think I have a preference. Mm-hmm. I think it's my, I think it's whatever my move. Sure. Whatever my mood. Uh, but my friend Richie has a, um, a very, very, very funny bit that he did. Uh, we had like just started becoming friends and then he came to my birthday party and he gave me a birthday card and I opened it up and it was, it just said happy birthday from Richie. Like it was a nice you know, a, a greeting card. And then inside he put a two dollar he put two one dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's- it was so incredibly like funny and sweet and memorable. And we went on to become like very, very, very good friends. That's- we still continue to be very, very good friends. That's so great. Isn't that so such a funny, sweet bit? Yeah, my so my grandparents, um, one side of my grandparents, they will put like a check for your birthday or mm-hmm. things like that. But the precision with which my grandmother puts the tape on the corner of the check is so specific. It's like this like, tiny, it's like she's to tape ca- it into the card. Yes. It's just, it's not like loose dollar bills. Okay. It's a check. And she custom cuts a tiny little piece of, uh, just regular, uh, tape. Uh-huh. Um, like see through tape. What's the word for that? Scotch tape. Scotch tape. There mm-hmm. we go. Um, but just to cover just the corner and just enough to hold it on Aww. and put that in the corner there. That's very sweet. So the other set of grandparents, the ones without the scotch tape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ones who have never heard of scotch tape. Yeah, right. Exactly. What is this? <laughs> Adhesive? <laughs> we only use glue. <laughs> um, that grandfather, my mom's dad, worked at Hallmark. What? And so my mom grew up. They moved when she was maybe seven or eight to Kansas City because that's the headquarters of Hallmark and worked there and for the longest time would only send Hallmark cards, even when there were superior cards from other brands and things like that, but were just Hallmark lifers. (gasps) I love that. Mm -hmm. And so my my mom would get... um, (laughs) When they first came out with the Hallmark Channel, Hallmark, oh my gosh, um, like the the the, the movies, Christmas movie channel, Christmas movies, all all year movies, um, my mom would have to watch them and rate them as like a test audience for the Hallmark holiday what? movies. That's so cool. So they predictably send me a card every year for my birthday, mm-hmm. and a lot of them have been like, and I would love to get into this in a moment. The like. Our grandson, our, like that kind of stuff. But yes. what they do in, in the inside of every card is they date it. And then they say, like, dearest Josh. And then on the inside, it will be like the message from it. Aww. And then they'll write a little note underneath it that says, and isn't that so? Like being like, oh, I very much agree with what this card says. <laughs> well, they said it very well. Yeah, right. Exactly. Aww. Oh, that's this, so precious. But this is the card. Um, we're going to do a similar thing to what we did a moment ago. Paula, I am going to hand you my phone. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to describe to the listeners what was on the front of my birthday card. My, uh, I am a man in my late 20s. This is what they sent me for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess the card I would... De- <laughs> 
I would describe as watercolor tie-dye unicorn mm-hmm. uh, on top of white glitter background uh-huh. with a candle for a horn. Yes. Yeah. It's like a it's like cake accord or <laughs> something like that. That glitter got everywhere. <laughs> and um I just felt like they were pretty intensely being like, You're a fancy prancy boy. <laughs> and I was like This is the I was mad I was mad at first and then I was like honestly accurate accurate honestly nailed it (laughs) great job great job Pip and Walt to our fancy prancy grandson (laughs) keep hoofing it (laughs) Josh I think this might be our future might be in writing greeting cards oh yeah because that's a wonderful insight it seems like it's a great industry yes that would be really fun what do you think is an occasion where you would give someone a greeting card that currently isn't one that they would make a specialty greeting card for. Oh. Okay, I would actually love um like a like a card for an event you've been invited to where the person thinks that you're closer friends than you actually are. Yes. You know, where it's like um you got to kind of feign that level of closeness. Yeah, where it's just like a card and it's like I got you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and then here's to way more adventures between us <laughs> that's a great card two friends who know each other <laughs> yeah two friends who are experiencing things in tandem <laughs> i love all the crazy inside jokes we've made things like oh you, that's dangerous hello. <laughs> that's dangerous that you're naming off the inside things i thought you were gonna be like here's some more inside jokes because that's just close enough but far away but you don't have to name them no yeah more to way more of Things that only we would find funny together. Right, exactly. <laughs> Josh, when I was a kid, I used to get so excited when a catalog would come. Oh, yeah. Like the big sure. catalog days. I was I was Wells Fargo wagoning it from the music band. <laughs> <laughs> I'd see the, the postman coming down the street and I'd be like, catalog for me. <laughs> but um, do you remember a little... Uh, a little catalog called Oriental Trading. Not at all. I don't think we're allowed to use that word anymore. <laughs> Let me walk you through what it is. It is a catalog that you can buy small trinkets and prizes by the dozens or mm-hmm. by the gross, which is 144. I uh, did not know that. Yes. So it is kind of where you're getting, um, you know, things for events, uh, for large parties. Is this a place where you could buy whoopee cushions and other you could- fun kid pranks? Uh, Absolutely, but you could buy them by the dozen. And uh, I was so obsessed with these magazines, Uh these catalogs, that when one would come out, I mean, I was probably like, what, like five or six, six or seven at the time, uh, I would carry the catalog around with me Mm -hmm. all the time, circling things and kind of referencing them. And um, long-time listeners will know that uh, when we moved to Minnesota, my family had a deli. Mm-hmm. In a small town. And uh, our small town is the county seat, which means the county fair is there. Uh-huh. And so, like, once a year, the fair people would come to town. Uh-huh. And they'd eat in the deli. Oh, the carnies. And I would, uh, you know, I was a, I was a waitress because I was, I mean, 12. Wait, you you lived in Bob's Burgers. I lived in Bob's Burgers, yes. And, uh, and uh, I would talk shop with the fair guys. 
Because <laughs> they're ordering from Oriental Trading. I know the Oriental Trading biz. We're talking gross. We're talking dozens. We're talking, you know, you get in the assorted kids party pack. Imagine me like, like, you seen these slide whistles this year? The craftsmanship is shoddy. It's pure dreck. Oh, man. I remember the slide whistles back in 2001. Ever since we pushed these out to China, they've been poor quality, poor craftsmanship. This should be American jobs making our whoopee cushions. <laughs> What do you think, boys? <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Uh-huh. That's amazing. <laughs> yes, I was obsessed with those catalogs. I got um the catalogs that we got were Lego magazine. We got Lego Is magazine. Is that a catalog? Yeah, well it was you were they were it wasn't like there were stories that you were following or hard-hitting reporting in the Lego world. It was definitely like, here's the products that we came out with, and you should buy them because you're a child. <laughs> I remember begging. Quick, go sneak your parents' credit card. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so I got that. We also, as a family, oh. got L.L. Bean. Oh. Because I'm from the Northeast. Ooh, or yes, we it like automatically to... comes to everyone's yes, house. Yes, exactly. There. Like, they're like, welcome here. <laughs> Yo, you, you're looking to buy some things from the Bean? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yes, we call it the Bean in New England. It's not L.L. Bean. It's the Bean. Bean Town. And L.L. Bean would be like, my mom would just be like, she'd just slap it in front of us and be like, pick out three shirts from three different colored shirts from here. Not <laughs> pick out the different shirts. Be like, which colors do you like? I'm buying you these shirts no matter what. <laughs> well, that's the uniform in the Northeast. It is. It is. And everyone had L.L. Bean backpacks. So you would buy an L.L. Wait, Bean backpack. Were those the ones with the name on it? Yes. Like, you had the initials. Had the, you had the initials. You had the initials. So I had a JPL on my back, my L.L. Bean backpack. And I still have that backpack. And it's here. And it's got like a bottom zipper on it. Oh. Um, where you could put your gym clothes and things, things like that. Oh. So incredibly practical. Yes. I will say... I got to high school, and I don't know if this was a thing in your high school, but there was a joke that you would have, like, a freshman backpack that was always... A freshman backpack was the backpack where you didn't know, because our school had 2,000 kids in it, and it was pretty big, so you... uh, the freshman backpack was that you didn't go back to your locker and you didn't have free periods, so you couldn't like switch out your books. Oh, okay. And so you had a huge backpack that was that was the freshman backpack. And no matter what I did, even if there was nothing in my bag, this L.L. Bean bag looked like I had a freshman backpack. <laughs> and everyone else in school had these cool North Face backpacks. Oh, you know the one, you yeah. know the like black ones that everyone had. Yeah, it's very this chic. was yeah, this was the phase where everyone was wearing North Face backpacks. Um, Every single woman, every single uh, woman in high school was wearing Uggs. Okay, like they was just like because high school is all about uniforms. Even if you don't have yeah. a dress code, it's like there are uniforms. That was our college, and, yeah. And so the North Face backpack was kind of like, oh yeah, like I'm a high school student. I was like, hello, I have an L.O. Bean backpack, oh. and I like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> my Look at my clothes, card. <laughs> my gym clothes are in the bottom of my bag. <laughs> Check out my cargo shorts. <laughs> Um, it sounds, well, uh, the, the Lego one sounds a little bit similar. I, I can't imagine that you got the American Girl Doll catalog, but maybe you did. I did not, but thank you for asking. Um, the American Girl Doll catalog, I really wish I could, I really wish I could bring out a copy right now. Sure. Because it was insane. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with American Girl Dolls? Oh, yeah. I, it's a cult. They're very, very, very expensive. Yes, they're and incredibly expensive. all the expensive. accessories are so expensive. And you could do things like, I know that there are experiences you can do, like you can go to the American Girl sto- yes. store. Yes, but that's pretty new. This mm-hmm. would have been like when we were 
that age. Sure. And the so when I we mean, were American girls. When we were American girls. We were young and free American girls. And um, young historical <laughs> American girls on the prairie. And there would be little accessories you could get that would make no sense, like little fake dinners and like a little fake cake. Uh-huh. And they would be $60 a set. Uh-huh. But I remember there was um for a brief period, we flew too close to the sun with American Girl doll catalogs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And these things got really popular that um I don't know the te- the real word, but they were called uh, tiny rooms. <laughs> sure. And they were these little tiny rooms that were $150, $200 each. And there would be little tiny furniture and little tiny decorations. So a dollhouse. Very hip for the time. Very like a inflatable chair, you know, uh, kind of those like um, bead sure. curtains that were kind of cool sure, again. Sure, sure. Too small for any doll. What? Yep, it did <laughs> not, not even it a dollhouse. No, it's not meant to fit a doll. But it, it was... A- meant to fit a millennial couple that isn't having children for the environment. (laughs) (laughs) And you would buy these little blocks that lit up. They had electricity running in them. And you would pay $200 or whatever it was for the set. Mm -hmm. And then you would set up the room and you would look at it. So it's a diorama. It's It's an expensive diorama. It's a tiny little diorama. And I wanted them so bad. And my parents very wisely were like, absolutely not. No dice. (laughs) But I remember we would pour over those catalogs. So Paula, as a historian, Mm. an historian. As the historian. Yeah, the only historian (laughs) of our doomsday age. I am fascinated by the fact that first and foremost... USPS, the United States Postal Service, is in the Constitution. Oh, is it? Yeah, there's no other, like, corporations in the Constitution, except for, like, you can't get rid of the mail. Good! You're not allowed to get rid of the mail, because it's in the Constitution that a postal service will exist. That being said, I love the idea of alternative forms of mail. (laughs) What do you mean? Like, the Pony Express... (laughs) Like a series of cowboys just being like, I'll bring the mail (laughs) and just switching out horses. They like plan this thing out in the Wild West for like, I feel like the Pony Express was around for maybe about like seven years or something like that. Don't at me. Um, But the way that it would work is you'd take a letter and be like, I need this in Waco. And a person would jump on a horse with the mail, go to the next post, switch out their horse, see if any mail needed to go there. And you just like you get mail from a man on a horse. It kind of is a little bit like carrier pigeons. Yes, exactly. How did they know how to go places? It's not like they're like taxi drivers. I stay up all night, (laughs) all the time, trying to figure out carrier pigeons. We know I love magic, but to me, the real magician (laughs) is the carrier pigeons. How do they know where to go? I'm imagining. So there's like a, um, to be a London taxi driver. Yes. There's like a two year long course you have to take. It's crazy. They give you like, they yell at you. They'd be like, in a class, you're there, and they'll be like, I take a left here, right here, blah, 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 and be like, what street am I on? And how many, is it two-way, is it two-way, is it one-way, whatever. Wow. Like you have to memorize a crazy amount of all the London streets. I'm imagining a class of pigeons just being <laughs> like, no, you can't go down Sheffield. It turns into Sheridan after Irving Park. I'm putting words to these birds. <laughs> You're just so late. <laughs> yeah, but I'm waving my little, uh, little fins, little feather fins, fins little feather pin- fins around. Wings? <laughs> Is that the word you're looking for, Paula? Yes. Wings? <laughs> I 
think that's going to do it for us. That's going to do it for us. But before we go, uh, our weekly segment, Earnest Moments. Of the, of the week. week. We said that together, definitely. I kind of was trying to do this fun thing where it sounded like I was your echo. Oh, fun. Yeah. Earnest moment oh, of the oh, week. Funny. Earnest <laughs> moment <laughs> of the week. Imatwa. Imatwa. Every week we read out listener earnest moments. This week uh, we got a couple submissions. We got some great ones submitted. And you can always submit to us if you have earnest moments of the week, uh, either via email, that's beingearnestpod at gmail.com, or via any of our social media presences. That just, and we have a lot. And by a lot, we have three. Um, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's just at being earnest pod. You can always add us. You can slide into those DMs. Or uh, every once in a while, Paula and I will frantically put on our Instagram stories that we need an earnest moment of the week. And you can respond to that too. And usually it is 10 minutes before we record. <laughs> yes. This earnest moment of the week comes to us from Kristen, who is a friend of the pod. Hi, Kristen. And has submitted multiple uh, earnest moments of the week over time. Be like Kristen, submit your uh, earnest moments of the week. She said, at O'Hare, she's been taxiing for her gate for over 20 minutes. The kid in front of me is trying without fail to get his mom to pay attention to him. She's reading a Game of Thrones book. He said, quote, can we please socialize now in a very sincere yet annoying way? She's not relenting and did hit him on the head with the book. <laughs> <laughs> read your Game of Thrones. Read your Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm trying to read my Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't want to socialize with you, 12-year-old. <laughs> oh, will you? can we please socialize now? That's the cutest Ma- phrase I've ever heard. Mother, I'm gallant. Can we please socialize now? <laughs> Gallant wants to socialize with mother. Goofus is on, Goofus is grabbing the side of the plane like the little gremlin from that Twilight episode. <laughs> trying to open the emergency exit. <laughs> like that little Twilight Zone episode. I have a really good one here from Deanna Ortiz, another friend of the pod and a host of the wonderful podcast Crushes with Deanna. Uh, her earnest moment of the week is that uh, she was sitting next to some tourists at a breakfast restaurant Mm -hmm. and one of the tourists did not open the menu and just said to the server, I'll have a Philly (laughs) cheesesteak. Very sincerely. She said, I think he thought all places just serve (laughs) cheesesteaks. My order for a very, my late night order for a very long time and through a lot of college was a cheesesteak. But that is such a bold thing because that's not like, it's not like a burger where like every place has it. Like, (laughs) yeah, just like, Flap. I close the menu. I'll have a filet. <laughs> I don't even need to. You don't need to give me the menu. Cheese steak. Yeah, cheese steak. <laughs> I've got one here from Becky, another friend of the pod. Hi, Becky. She said that this week she joined a little ragtag team that of neighbors that helped a lost dog named Cookie return home. Oh, Cookie. Mm-hmm. I think that's it for this week. I think that's it for that week. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we love each and every one of you. And Josh and I are going to marry every single one of our listeners, but especially the ones who rate and review us on iTunes yes, or podcast. I don't care what it is. You know what I mean? It really helps us get the word out. Also, anyone who, if you're enjoying it, tell someone that you like it, um, both for our egos 
and just we because our little egos need stroked all the time. Yes. All and the time. we just want that blue apron money. As always, we always want to thank Ryan Cruz for the logo. She's at RB Cruiser on Instagram and Dylan Dutch for the theme song. He's at Dylan Dutch on Twitter. He just released uh, like an EP or an album, didn't he? Yes, it's wonderful. Go listen to that. It's Go on Spotify, I think. Yes. If it's not on Spotify, it's on Bandcamp. You'll find it. Just shout Dylan Dutch into the ether. Yes, and it'll appear. Uh, and I think this week there's only one thing we can end on, and that's um, Goofus throws rocks at birds. Goofus throws rocks at birds. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Have Thanks a good everyone. week. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Why not be? Here?